Good morning, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Shillin' and Chillin'. I'm your host, Icon Jester, and today joining me, we have Codename. Welcome, Codename. Hey, hey. Good to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. So Codename is a self-proclaimed NFT enthusiast, has uh, a variety of projects he's invested in. Um, some ones that you've never heard of, like, I don't know, like Cool Cats and Wolfgang, you know projects no one's ever heard of and uh we also have he is the founder of slow mates which is a project that'll be uh, released in the coming months as well so kind of tell us a little bit about your entry into the nft space obviously you've uh you've made your rounds already but tell us how you got started uh yeah i mean so huge crypto person uh back in the day early 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 before before the word early was coined you know the, the pre-hodl days um made my way through through the training ranks of uh you know bitboy crypto crypto face market cipher uh eventually got turned on to uh to some early nba top shot um and then you know found my way over to metamask and then started uh minting out projects like crazy do you remember uh, what your first i obviously top shots but i guess your first project um that you minted not knowing that it was going to be successful and became something great do you have do you have that that project that you can remember um i mean prob probably the biggest one was cool cats i i remember you know we we minted just a ton of cool cats at the 0.06 price Pe people may forget that right the the first uh the first mints they were at 0 0.06 and then about a thousand in or so they decided to lower the the mint price to 0 0.02 and so we had minted a ton at 0 0.06 <laughs> um and then and then later on they were like okay we're lowering the price how do you want us to make you whole do you want a, a refund or do you want more cats and it was like we we love the cats bring us bring us more cats and so uh so yeah so the team you know minted a block reserved for people who bought at that higher price and then and then uh gave them back out you know so i, I have the the mints around you know in the 200 mark i think i think there was three four hundred people in in their discord server the start of the mint day um <laughs> by the end of the day there's a there was a couple of thousand and so you really knew that that project was uh, was just gonna blow up. Just the the feel in that community uh, was just was just crazy. Um, but but yeah, I mean, minted a lot of projects. Uh, you know that that ended up turning out well. Rumble Kongs was was mm -hmm. another one. You know, I was in there talking with Derek and Nas uh, about you know what their vision was, and you know their their mint was a little bit slow. Picked up some you know sub thousand mints over there. Um, and all of a sudden it just started to build momentum and it was like, before you could, uh, blink your eye, it was selling out and, you know, now they're, now they're, uh, dealing with Steph Curry. So, yeah, so no it's, it's been, it's been pretty crazy. You know, sometimes the projects you don't, you just have a good feeling with, um, <laughs> turn out bad. Sometimes they turn out great. Um, you know, but, but it all, uh. It all boils down to, you know, what your interests are. Do you like the artwork? Do you think it aligns well with what you're looking for? Um, and if it is, then, you know, I kind of tend to just go in with a heavy hand. Yeah, I think, you know, you made a really good point. I, You know, for those that are kind of new to the NFT space and 
are listening in, I think that's really the key is doing your research on the team that's involved and getting to know them. You know, we're both invested in the non-fungible heroes project. And that's one of the things that attracted me there. I started off with them really, really early, uh, minted 20 bananas at the very beginning and the floor dropped out of it. They had a lot of, there's a lot of FUD. A lot of people were, were running from the project or very early on, meaning like the first day. And, um, I got to know the creators, you know, Mad Boogie being coming from, you know, a, a, a Disney slash Marvel kind of artistry background, V and MJ being incredibly intelligent individuals that are successful in IRL, uh, you know, not just some, some young kids trying to make a buck. And so talking over with them and kind of getting their vision, it really made me go, this is, I think could be something really special. I aped in pretty hard and I've stayed with the project, you know, for the length of it. And I know you're, you're kind of involved with that, but I, that's one of the things that I would definitely say is a key takeaway is making sure that you're kind of getting to know the creators and what their vision is when you're investing in a project. I know that early on, I definitely did not do that. And uh, <laughs> I've got burned uh, quite a bit, but as you know, you and I talked about offline and joked around about the big benefit of getting burned in this, in this industry is at least you got a JPEG to, to, to show for it. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. You get you get wrecked on the trading blocks, and you know your wallet gets gets emptied, and you know you walk away with a sour face. At least at least in this space, you get a JPEG that always gets to look back at you and remind you of that <laughs> of that decision, and 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 that that comes down to you know whether or not you like the artwork, because you know if 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 a project does rug and you end up with with an image that you think you know reflects you, reflects your style, reflects your taste. And it's something you would print out and put on a wall or, or put on a t-shirt and, and be proud of. And at the end of the day, you know, you did trade money for art. Mm-hmm. Um, and as long as you like that art, then, then, you know, it doesn't feel as like a loss. You know, you, you try to, you try to ape into something that, uh, where you don't really like the artwork and then you try to sell it and flip, um, and all of a sudden you can't get rid of it and that thing sits in your wallet, you know, then. Then every time you look at it, you get that little sick feeling in your stomach, like, oh, I can't believe I bought this. Uh, <laughs> so, so absolutely, um, you know, I, I think, I think when it comes down to, you know, for, for me, uh, there's, you know, really five things that I kind of look for, you know, first, first is the artwork, um, you know, second, second is their their dev team and their roadmap and can, can that team actually pull off that roadmap or, or is it just empty promises that we don't think they can deliver on? Um, and then lastly, you know, community leadership, uh, you know, what, what's the leadership want to do? What's their vision? How are they able to manage the community and, and utilize the community around them to, to help them execute that vision and empower them to participate in the project, you know, and, and if, if a project has those things, more than likely they're, they're going to be successful. Um, you know, which, which makes a lot of sense, right. And in, in looking at, you know, how OMM is broken down, it's like, those are the three pillars of, you know, what you guys are doing. Um, you know, which is one of the reasons why we thought you guys out. Yeah. I think, um, we're very, very particular on who we work with. You know, I've done some research in the market and, 
perhaps I'm wrong, but I, I, it seems like there's no one else really doing what we do out there. Um, which I found very interesting because I, I was curious when we first started the organization, I wanted to look up and see what are the competitors doing? How are they structured? What can we do better than they, than they did? How can we make the, you know, the marketing, the community management, the development, the, um, you know, the creativity, how can we make it better than the competitor? And I couldn't find a competitor. <laughs> so, um, it, you know, it, it's a unique space that we're in where I feel like we, you know, there's, there's definitely the wild west of, you know, this individual can help with shilling this project or this individual can help with community management. Um, or, you know, we have a little organization, but they're not, they're not super well organized or known or worked on any projects that you've heard of. And, you know, we come with a variety of backgrounds, but have worked on, you know, some, some pretty significant projects um, and coming with that experience of working, not, not only being a part of the project, just as a consumer, but working on projects that are, are pretty large and seeing what works and what doesn't and having a grasp on, on the industry. So it's, it's been interesting. We're having to kind of pave our own way through, through this industry. And, you know, we have a, a website launching in a, in a few weeks and uh, ho hopefully at that point, people will see that we're, we're really building up a lot of content. Um, we're kind of teasing it out a little bit at a time. You know, we have this, obviously this podcast that we're creating and, you know, we've gotten a little bit of traction, but we haven't really put it out there as much because we want to have enough episodes and content where people can kind of binge it. And then we're also building up uh, a blog and building up uh, a merch store that just actually recently we we created and the the merch store has been getting a lot of really really great feedback we're going to plan on basically creating a collection for each one of our projects so people can get merch really easy for the projects they're going to be involved in we have uh, one project that's already launched on that on the merch store and we have another one coming up so i think just trying you know, always to be one step ahead of, of the market is really important. And that goes for not only our end, but of course, projects we work with, we want them to be on the edge of kind of innovation. We've seen projects before that are just doing the status quo and, and how those projects work out. Um, so question for you, obviously, like you're really well versed in this market. What projects are you really excited about that are that are kind of coming up that you're involved with? Yeah, it's a, that's a good question. Um, there's there's a couple of them. You know, I try not to do too much uh, too much of the shill inside. I'm, I'm more here for the chill inside. Um, Wonder Pals, I think though, is is uh, one of the ones that is really going to become a next the next major player in the space. Uh, the way the way that they've been building their community, the way the art feels, the involvement of the artists, the skills of the dev team. I, I think I think that they're well positioned um, to to become a major player on the level of, you know, cool cats doodle, um, and and really really make a move. I mean obviously you you, you see the evolution of the streetwear companies, um, you know, with you know, obviously Obviously, Bobby Hundreds coming out with Adam Bomb Squad, with Lord Wave coming out with Rare Ghost Club. You know, Nikki Diamonds as a collection. Mm -hmm. You know, now you now you see the vape kind of people getting in. Um, streetwear is is becoming just this massive industry, and 
I think that goes to to the same you know reason you want to reach the merch store type things is because people own these NFTs. They want to show them off, you know, kind of, you know, out of NFT NY, you know, it's like people are flexing their, their apes on their, on their Apple watches and, you know, trying to dress like them and do those things. And a lot of it, a lot of the gear is kind of homebrew. Um, You're now starting to see a lot of projects really invest in, high quality high quality merchandise that you know they can put on people's backs and let them walk around as a billboard and and that's going to be a a major avenue um you know i I actually bought one of the villain sweatshirts from non-fungible heroes you know Mm -hmm. this young kid called me over over at the store and he was and he was you know asking me about it i said oh you're part of that you know generation that collects those those nfts you know you you're, you're bored of cool cats in your yacht clubs you know, you, you guys are, you guys are crazy. You know, DJs, all of y'all. And, uh, you know, he looked at his dad and was like, see, he gets it. Why don't you get it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's, it's, you're starting to see it show up a little bit more, um, you know, not just in the digital space, but in the physical space. And you're starting to, to be able to, to make those real world connections. You see more people entering the space, you know, the, the familiarity with, with the top tier projects is only going to expand and grow and, there's a lot of people who, you know, want ways to to get into the. This is my NFT. I'm wearing on my shirt. You know, maybe there's a QR code that takes you to my OpenSea wallet. There, there's a, there's a, a huge demand in that marketplace, and I think that's that's just going to continue to grow. But but yeah, it, you know, there's still those homebrew NFT projects that were, you know, developed by NFT core community type people um and like i said i i think i think wonder pals is going to be one of the next big ones we'll be looking out for that for sure i think um you know what's interesting is the reason we got into as obviously as of recent the, the merchandise store type aspect in addition to like building content it uh it kind of was a combination of things it started off where you're exactly right. Like I have got a few NFTs that I'm just like really like, and I made mouse pads for myself for work. And so I've got one that was done. It's an octopus man that was done by one of our in-house artists. So I've got that as a mouse pad. I've got my one of one NFH jester as a mouse pad. Uh, my, my grumpy, my grumpy boar jester. And then I've got this, really random nft that i happened upon one night uh done by an artist it's obviously like very artistic it's a chimpanzee like a realistic black and white chimpanzee dressed as a jester with a red nose and red lips and it's the actual the image of on my uh, open sea account um and i don't know i just like really really was like that image struck me and i really liked it and so I created it into a mouse pad. It's just a really, really good art. And it definitely was way more expensive than like a normal NFT, but I just found the art really dynamic. It's like not necessarily a project that's going anywhere. I think he has like 10 or 15 like NFTs. That's it that he was like selling. Um, but I don't know. It just like really struck a chord with me. Of course it's a jester. So, you know, but the quality, the, the quality of the art was, was really, really good. And so I've got that, those three mouse pads and I, 
you know, so that's what started it with me as far as like printing stuff on, on, you know, so represent my NFTs on an everyday basis. And then it, it went from that to, I wanted to represent, you know, the company that I have built. And so I bought, I, I made like on whatever it was, like one of these printing websites, a couple of sweatshirts, one for myself, one for my, my wife, and then one for my, my boys. And it has like the octopus man logo on the back and it says octopus man marketing in the front. And, you know, just like was proud that, you know, I've been able to build something uh, kind of in a short time that's, that's been really successful. And so sported the sweatshirt for, uh, you know, uh, for a few days and it just wasn't great quality, but, uh, but I had it and I was excited about it and I shared it to our team. And they're like, oh man, this is dope. I would totally wear that, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, oh, dang, okay. So for Christmas this year, I bought them like a little, like I guess like gift set, if you will, of uh, branded uh, Octopus Man stuff. So they have like a little coffee mug, like a really like um, high quality, like little uh, you know hot, cold coffee mug type thing uh, with a tumbler, I suppose. And then a, a, a hoodie as well, a really good quality hoodie, not like the crap one that I bought originally. So really nice little quality hoodie and then a hat. And they were really excited to get it. They were pumped. They were wearing out in public. And multiple people reached out. Most Multiple members of our team have reached out. And keep in mind, our, our team represents eight different countries. So we're, we're very diverse. We have 25 people in eight countries. And so three of them reached out and said, hey, I've worn mine in public and People are asking me where I got my hoodie. Uh, they think that the back is, they love the logo. They think it's super dope. And I was like, really? Okay, okay. Um, they're like, yeah, they wonder if we can, I can buy one, all this stuff. So I was like, oh, well, maybe we should make, like, I wonder if I can make like, merch and make like a little merch store. And more for the advertising, we, we basically have created this merch store with a zero markup. So nobody makes any money off of it uh, other than the company that we're obviously buying the products from. But, um, you know, us as a company aren't making any money off it. The, the actual people that are running these projects, they're not making any money off the merch or anything like that. But it's just a way, like you said, for them to be able to go out and flex their NFTs and be pumped and excited about the products and, and the NFTs that they own. And the, the, the merch looks really good. I, I'm really excited. And you can get all different types of stuff. You can get a shower curtain if you want. Um, this merch store is dope. Like, I'm really excited about the opportunity to allow some of these individuals that want to buy stuff for IRL um, to be able to do that and flex their NFTs. And trust, trust you me, I will be buying plenty of NFT swag. Um, I'm not docs just like such as yourself. Um, so of course, you know, I ha now have an opportunity to wear my octopus stuff out in public. And if I'm asked, I can just say, Oh yeah. Like I bought this off this website. <laughs> Because I thought it, the logo was dope. I don't have to be even associated with that organization anymore, which is nice. I can always reference it out. So, um, yeah, I uh, I made a good friend of, of the guy who runs uh, Official Genius Streetwear. Shout out Official Genius, um, and he was talking to me one night about you know getting into the NFTs and the NFT world, and you know thinking about launching a project and. I'm, you know, kind of coaxing him along, like, you better. Um, right. <laughs> and uh, I, I let him, you know, I gave him some of my wallet information, and he scrolled through, uh, hit me up, uh, 
about a couple weeks, I think it was two weeks ago, and was like, hey, you know, do you mind if I if I print some stuff, like, Web3-based, you know, want to try out some of these different suppliers that are doing Web3 garment and stuff. Um, he, he sent me these running shorts that probably have 100 non-fungible hero villains only uh, all across them in the checker pattern. Yeah, half of them have the red background half of them have the black background um <laughs> and it's like if you if if you know if non-fungible heroes ends up where i think it'll end up uh wearing these things out in public will be no subtle flex we'll just say it like that um <laughs> yeah i i know that so what's interesting is we we have a podcast with shaman that's already been uh, the CEO of, of non-fungible heroes that's already been taped, but is not going to be released until, uh, I guess for another couple of weeks. Uh, so that a little teaser there for for the audience, but, um, that to come with the CEO of non-fungible heroes, but there is because of the timing in which the podcast is coming out, we weren't, he was not able to talk some pretty significant alpha, um, because it won't be announced by then. But uh, let's just say that there are some really exciting things that are coming down the pipeline and not in the terms of could happen, potentially could happen. We're pushing for it to happen more like it already has happened, but the news hasn't been released yet. So there's something really kind of really exciting down the road for NFH that I, I do think this could be. Um, yeah, like a, a really big opportunity. Obviously, like you know, you and I both are, are hoping for that because we're we're heavy holders um, in, in that. But I think just from a, a personal perspective, it's not even from the financial gain on my end as so much as it it's seeing a project that I started with. It would be definitely I you know I would not be considered somebody that's apes into projects like really heavy. Uh, this would be the only project that I'm like really heavily invested into uh, as far as like number of, of, um, of tokens. Uh, but, you know, they have some really great things that are coming down the road. Um, you know, I'm, I'm excited to get my, my free tokens, of course. I mean, how, how would I not be excited about that? So they've got, you know, the tokenomics coming down the road. They've got, you know, pitches with, you know, some Hollywood execs. They've got some really, some really big things that are coming down the road. And I think, which you've already alluded to earlier is that this community is shifting from strictly digital to um, kind of the IRL world as well. And so it's exciting to kind of see that transition with, with this project. Oh, oh, absolutely. And, and, you know, like we talked about earlier, you know, I mean, our, Art is up there with the top of them. You know, watching Joey Madbuy, you know, sit there draw. You're real time putting in feedback, and not only him. You know, they have a handful of artists on the team. Um, all of them are just mind blowing. You know, you we're sitting there making you know comments while it's on the Twitch stream, and they're modifying the character based on your comments and stuff. And it's just like whoa. Um, but but yeah, also the the community, the vision, the long term. You know, the long term view. Uh, and the leadership, you know, I, I really do think that they have the, the tools to go there. And I've, I've, I've uh, accumulated a quite a big holding, not necessarily because, you know, I want to flip, but just because I, I'm excited about where they're heading. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure I'll, I'll sell those anytime soon. Um, 
just absolutely love being a member of their community. You know, I mean that, but that that's kind of what the NFT space comes down to, right? Is is you have to ask yourself what kind of person, uh, what kind of NFT guy you are. You know, are you a let me flip for profit? Are you a let me flip for position? Um, you know, how how do you want to? walk away from it do you want to do you want to hold a couple of nfts you know for free right i always think of that like flip for position right you you meant three nfts at 0.08 after gas that cost you like 0.3 you sell two of them for 0.15 you know your position is that you get one of those nfts for free right um that's 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 a pretty awesome thing uh, the other side of it is, you know, are you flipping for profit? Are you thinking, you know, hey, look, I'm gonna sell all three of these. I'm gonna walk away with with my gain. I'm gonna take a portion of that. I'm gonna stuff it away into, you know, into my Coinbase account or to my, you know, Meta MetaMask, and and really just try to try to stack ETH. You know, it kind of depends on on what you're trying to do. Uh, for me, I find I find myself, you know, every once in a while, I'll 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 tack tack out on a project and, and, you know, have a couple, have a good amount, sell off a couple. Um, and then, you know, use that to go to what I would consider homeroom projects and sweep. (laughs) Mm. And, And so, you know, NFH has been for me, one of those projects that has been homeroom project. Um, so I've been, I've, I saw the floor at an opportune time and, you know, I, I vacuum cleaner quite a few, you know, <laughs> shout out genie app. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you no know, kidding. So, so, so yeah. So, you know, it, it kind of depends on, on, you know, your, your strategy and where you're headed um, and what your scale is, you know, cause whether you're doing it with, you know, buy a hundred and flip, you know, 20 or 30, whether you're flipping rares and keeping floors or, or you like to do the opposite, um, you know, knowing your budget, knowing your price range, knowing the the means in which you can live and you can lose, um, and and you know, staying within those is critical in the space because you know, just the sheer volume of projects and the numbers you can get in on are are just you know crazy right now. Yeah, I think that's you know, um, we're wrapping up right now, and I I will say that the two things I hope people get from this is like, do your research on projects for sure. You know, everyone's going to have their opinion on what's going to moon and what's not. No one really knows. It's all speculation. So do your own research on projects and definitely, definitely, definitely don't invest more than you can afford to lose. At the end of the day, you know, when I, when I explain this to this industry, to anybody that has half a, half a brain cell, their remark always is, Oh, so it's gambling. And when it comes down to it, essentially, (laughs) I mean, at at the end of the day, you know, we are in a position where you can, you can do very well for yourself. You can make, you know, you can make good money. Um, You know, I think many of us that have been in this, in this industry for a while can, can agree that we, we definitely uh, are in our intake in this environment is significantly more than our intake in our IRL job. So the question is, why do you have an IRL job if you're making so much money in this, you know, so much ETH and all, all this stuff that could be translated to US dollars? Why are you why are you still working an IRL job? And the answer is simple. We don't know the, the future of this. So you can't you can't bank your whole life on a gamble. You know, you have to, you know, yes, it's great to, to have those additional funds that are coming in and, and that, you know, that security from that. 
But at the end of the day, you, you have to make wise decisions. I, I see the most unfortunate thing I see all the time is when you have, uh, it's generally young people that are posting in, in these chats like, oh, the floor is terrible or the floor is dropped out of this thing. And you know it's because they put uh, that last $100 they got from grandma from Christmas into this NFT, hoping that they would make $4 million on it. And when that goes down to $20, they're devastated. And so I would definitely encourage everyone not to do that. Uh, but uh, I really appreciate you, Codename, for for jumping on uh, the podcast today. Uh, I really you know, think that we've had a really great conversation about a variety of things. Um, guys, make sure to check out um, Slowmates, which is the project that that codenames will be releasing in the next couple of months. Check out, obviously, of course, non-fungible heroes. Uh, we've heard about some really wonder pals as well. So check those out. Um, all the information for Codename as far as how to get in touch with him on Twitter and stuff will be in the description as always. We'll talk to you guys next time on Shillin' and Chillin'.